So guys, we're going to be starting a three-week series as we wrap up uh, this year, all right? And the series that we're going to be starting today, I've named it Good News Christmas. Good News Christmas, because I really believe Christmas is about good news, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I don't know if, you know, when Christmas comes around, you know, the whole atmosphere, you know, you notice that it starts to change, you know? And even though, like I was saying before, the weather here in Miami, you really don't notice, but there is a change. Now, some people enjoy that change. Some people don't, you know, some people like all the Christmas lightings. I have people that come and tell me, pastor, that's not from God, you know, and it's like you get all these balances and everything. But the reality is, you know, that there was this Christmas that was celebrated and it was the first Christmas, you know, and it was when God sends us his best, which was his son, Jesus. We're going to talk about that here. So if you could come with me in your Bible to the book of Luke. All right, and we're going to go a little bit uh, over this account. Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 8 through 11. Luke 2, 8 through 11. All right, and it says this. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flock of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, don't be afraid. What did the angel say? Don't. They freaked out when they saw all these angels, right? He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Let's take a moment and let's pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for this amazing time that we could gather as a spiritual family here, Lord, as Numa. And I want to thank you for your presence. I want to thank you for your move this morning, for what you're doing in our hearts And now I pray, Father God, that you would give me the grace, Father God, to share the message, Lord God, that you want to share with each of our hearts today. Father, send forth your word and do not let it return void, but let it accomplish everything for which you are sending it. In Jesus' name we pray. And as people say, amen, amen, and amen. So guys, all the the story that we just read, I'm sure that is, you know, we're all familiar Okay, you've either read it in the gospel accounts, you know, once or many times, especially when it comes to Christmas, a lot of pastors are preaching from here. You either have seen it in movies, all right, maybe you've even seen it on your Bible app, all right, in the Bible app, now you got videos, and you can see videos, and they actually have that video there, all right, maybe you saw it in a Christmas play, you know, so this account that we are looking here, all right, it's it's very powerful, yet... I really believe that a lot of times we really don't pause to really read through how profound are the words that that angel is telling those shepherds that were there. Because I really believe that there's something very powerful behind what he's saying. And today, okay, what we're going to do in this service is we're going to break down this simple phrase because I really believe that there's so much truth contained in those few sentences right there that could help you 
Okay, listen to what that, that could help you end this year on a high note. How many of you guys have had a great 2019? Raise your hand. 2019 has been a great year. How many have had a so-so or not too good 2019? Raise your hand. All right, a few of you guys. Okay, so I want us to hone in, okay, in these verses, because I really believe if we catch the truth behind this, man, the way that this year is going to end is, is going to be very powerful, all right? So it says here, but the angel assured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem and the city of David. The first point that I want us to look at this morning, okay, is the importance of receiving good news. The importance of receiving what, guys? Good news. Okay, we live in a fallen world, all right? And in this fallen world in which we live, we are constantly listening to negative news. Constantly hearing bad things that are, that are going on. For example, if we could put a picture that I, that I sent back there of a young girl. This news, okay, it should be somewhere there. There's this news that came out, and you'll see it up here in a second, of a young girl going to school, college in New York. And as she finished her class this past week in the evening, she went out, you know, leaving the, the, the building where the class and going through a park. And as she's walking through the park, these three young teenagers just jumped her. All right. And one of them, you know, grabbed her by the neck, pulled out a knife and just started stabbing her. And she was able to bite his arm as it was happening. And she was able to run away far enough so that a guard could see what was going on. And these kids ran away, but too late to save her life. And she bled to death in the steps. All right. Of that part, just a few feet away from Columbia University one of the top universities that we have in this nation. And this girl, 21 years old, lost her life to three teenagers. You see, when you hear news like that, it's terrible. You know, it'll just get you thinking. It's like, man, I don't even want to walk outside. You know, it's like, you don't even know what's going to happen. Or this other kid, all right, that I was reading about, and I'm sharing story even with young people. This kid that he wore one of those uh, Trump hats to school of Make America Great. And four, five kids, I'm sorry, from the school just got so mad that he was wearing and just beat him up. And he's right now in the hospital and his life is in danger. Just because he wore a hat that the other kids didn't like. That's the world that we're living in. And those are the kind of news, you know, that constantly we're hearing. Now, listen to this. According to the New York Times... The majority of people check their news first thing in the morning, with most time spent on news sites happening between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. on weekdays. So according to this article, the first thing that we do when we wake up is what? We put on the news, we read the news to see what's going on in our world, and most of the news that we're getting is what, guys? Negative news, bad news. And a study done by the Huffington Post, listen to this, it found that just three minutes of negative news in the morning versus more uplifting content can ruin your mood for the rest of the day. Three minutes of reading bad news in the morning could ruin your mood, according to the study, for the rest of the day. 
So that's why it's so important for us as believers that we start the day how? Putting God first. And that we read his word first and that we pray to him first before we ex- ex- you know, expose ourselves to all the craziness that is going around our world. I could probably tell you before you expose yourself and get it behind the wheel and drive your car with the people that are driving around. Man, I got to pray <laughs> and ask God's protection over our lives. It says here, there's a natural human bias towards bad news. The title of a 1998 article in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology sums it up this way. Negative information weighs more heavily on the brain than positive information. So the moment that you get bad news and you get negative news, what does it do to you? It just weighs you down. And constantly you're thinking about that. You know, it causes a stir inside, you know, it's like a war inside. What does the Bible say that bad news causes? Well, I'm going to share with you a list of things. For example, it causes fear. According to the Bible, bad news causes fear. That's why the angel told the guy, hey, fear not. I bring you what? Good news. Because bad news, what does it cause? Fear. Shame. Confusion. Dishonor. Helplessness. Frustration reproach, and grieving. These are all the different types of emotions that bad news causes upon our soul. That's the power of bad news. Now, good news, well, that's something completely different, you see, because it has the, the complete opposite effect in each of us. You see, the angel told these guys, he goes, I bring you good news that will bring Great joy. What does great good news brings? Great joy. Good news brings great joy. I'm going to show you a couple of examples. For example, a mother that has been waiting for a child, a couple that has been waiting for a child, and finally the wife gets pregnant. How's that couple? Oh, man, ecstatic. I remember when my wife told me, you know, that she was pregnant for the first time. And the second time that she told me she was pregnant, I freaked out because I was preparing a message, you know, and I was actually in my prayer room and I had the Bible open. And she comes in and she doesn't tell me anything. She just dropped the pregnancy test right in the middle of the Bible like that. And I see those two little lines, you know, which two little lines I'm talking about. I had to stop reading. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like... Hadassah's still a baby, and now my wife is pregnant again, and, you know, David is on his way. But you know what? It was great joy. Because we were going to be parents again. How many of you guys are parents in here and received that news with great joy? When you're going to have your child, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, how about the news of a debt being paid off? How's that news? When all of a sudden, you know... Some extra cash comes in and you're going to be able to cancel some debts. How does that feel? It's like, oh man, you know, it's like, now pay off the debt. Don't go out eating and waste all the money. You know what I'm saying? Get into more debt, you know? Don't do that. How about when you're in love, you know, with a girl you've been dating and you believe this is the person that God has for you and you finally go out and you propose to her and she says, no, no, she says yes. All right, the boyfriend, all right, the one that just proposed, how do you feel in that very moment? Oh my God, 
You could touch the sky and the girls like all excited. I remember when I proposed to my wife. Uh, I'll never forget because it was uh, the Yankees were playing against the Marlins in the World Series. All right. And it was the first game that was being played in Florida. They had played the first uh, in New York. And now they were playing in Florida and it was the first game. And I had gotten the reservation to this restaurant because there's where I was going to tell her, ask her if she wanted to marry me. And, uh, and I remember that we get to the restaurant and there's no cars in the parking lot. Like the place is like deserted. I'm like, everybody was watching the baseball game. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And I get to the door of the restaurant and I knock on the door and it was like a big, it was a very romantic place, but it was a big iron door. It looked like the door of a castle, you know, it's in Coral Gables and I'm knocking on the door like, and she, she didn't know what I had up my sleeve, you know. She just thought we were going out to eat. She goes, babe, let's just go somewhere else and this and that. I'm like, no, no, no. Is that this is the place. I had arranged everything. I had called and there was this little wedding dress that they had given me in Dominican Republic that a lady actually sewed up and I had put the ring inside the place and I had taken it to the place in the morning. So I couldn't go to any other restaurant because no other restaurant was going to have a ring with a wedding dress. All right. And some guy finally opens the door and he goes, are you Christian? And I'm like, yes, I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb. No, I'm kidding. I go, yeah, I am Christian. He goes, oh, we've been waiting for you. I'm like, oof. And I walk in and I see nobody in the restaurant. I'm like, this is the weirdest feeling. You know, I'm like, can I get my stuff and go somewhere else, you know? And the guy goes, so what happens is that the owner of the restaurant is throwing a big party in the house with all his friends because of the baseball game. So we actually closed the place, but since you already had made reservations and the guy winks at me, we opened the place just for you. And he goes, and I'm the chef, so I'll be taking care of you and preparing your meal tonight. I'm like, come on now. Like, that's how the favor of the most high is upon your son. And I had the restaurant for myself. For my wife, so when I got moment to propose to her, you know, the guy goes, oh, this box was here, dropped off for you. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me look at it. I'm like, baby, why don't you open this box right here? And she opens that, and when she opens, she finds that little wedding dress that had been sewn and the ring, all right, like sewed into it like that. And I'm like, baby, will you marry me? And, you know, the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? She said, yeah, you know, she said, yeah. But those news, man, my heart was happy for like the next six months. You know what I'm saying? Because good news makes the heart happy. It makes your soul happy, you know? About if you've been applying for a job and you finally get the call and they say, you've got the job. Come in on Monday. You're starting and your salary is going to be this. Man, those good news. You know, how about if you've been waiting to have your residency in this country and you open the mail and you finally get your residence card and now you're a resident of the United States. I mean, those news go so far in our hearts, you know. So there's this video that we got back there. Of, uh, uh, and I want you to check out this video. This is a video about a company and they're doing their Christmas party. This came out in Fox News. So amazing. I want you guys to check this video out real quick about good news. Let's put a little bit more volume. 
welcome everyone and thank you for welcome everyone and thank you for coming tonight. Now is everyone excited about the surprise? All of us, all of us, have hit a major milestone. We square feet. 20 million square feet in our portfolio worth 3.5 billion dollars. Everybody is important in this company and everybody performs in this company. They really do. And I gotta tell you, you're all participating in a bonus based on the number of years of ten million dollars. And now you can open your red envelope. I was totally blown away when this happened. What happened tonight was magical. It is life changing. It, <laughs> it is. It's really amazing. Ed is so generous. <laughs> I steer the boat, but they're the ones that run the boat. They're the ones that make the boat go. Without the teams, we are nothing. We are absolutely nothing. We were just elated tonight with the response we had from everyone. It was bringing me to tears. Very excited. Been to work here a long time, and this is, he didn't have to do what he did. It's crazy. It's life changing. Can't thank him enough. company that is into commercial real estate and commercial building and they construct for malls and high rises and all that and man when I saw this video what this guy did is that he took 10 million dollars and he spread it as a Christmas bonus between all the employees and the bonus was close to a hundred thousand dollars per employee Can you imagine when they open those envelopes I was watching that video and I came to tears because I'm like, that's the heart of our father. It's a generous heart. It's a heart that just loves to share good news with his children, you know. And I wanted you guys to see because you saw the reaction of those people. Some of you guys are crying now, you know. Imagine if you would have been the, the receiver of one of those checks. <laughs> We're like doing loops, you know, like running around, you know. Good news makes the heart glad. And the angel came and he said, Behold, I bring you good news. I bring you good news. You see, Proverbs 15, verse 30 says, Light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart. And good news gives health to the bones. Even your body, you know. Anxiety, this is Proverbs 12, 25. It says, anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. But a good word or good news makes it glad. 
You see? So there's power behind good news because we live in this world that everything we do is got negative news. So when we get these good news, man, it could just change things. You know, now there was something very interesting about what this angel said because he says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. Point number two, these good news were for all the people. These good news were for all the people. And now that's something very important because this is a very bold statement. You see, this is so bold because what might be good news for you might not be good news for me. I want you to understand that. You know, what might be good news for you might not be good news for me. For example, you might come today like, Pastor, I want to invite you to this game. I want you to, I want to take you to see my favorite sports team. And maybe you take me to see your favorite sports team. I hate that sports team. So what's good news for you, I'm not talking to the camera guy or nothing, all right? I'm looking in this direction over here. What's good news for you might not be good news for the other person. Actually, if you're, if you like games, okay, at the end of the game, you're going to have a team that is going to be celebrating and you're going to have another team that is broken. What's good news for somebody doesn't mean it's good news for the other person. You might take me to eat at a restaurant and you got, you got to, Try this food. It is amazing. And you having the best plate of your life and I'm eating and I'm like, this is the worst food I've ever eaten. What could be good news for you doesn't mean it's good news for the next person. And what the angel is saying, I'm bringing you good news that it's the best news for who? For all people. For all people. For all people. For every person. These good news are for every person. And why was it good news for every person? Because God knows, listen, that what was happening right there, okay, number one, was going to fill a void that was in the heart of every human being because the Bible says that God has put eternity in the hearts of every human being. You see, you and I were created for a relationship with God and that relationship was broken because of sin. And right now, God is sending who? He's sending the person that is going to repair that relationship. So God is saying, you were made for this. You couldn't accomplish it. But now, now you're going to be able to have that relationship. And number two, you were made for kingdom dominion. You see, you were, you were, you were put here on this earth to establish God's kingdom. And without that relationship with God, you can't establish his kingdom. You're going to be looking for your own kingdom because you're going to be looking to see how you fill the voids that you have inside. And instead of establishing the kingdom, you, you see, instead of having dominion over this world, this world now has dominion over people. So the angel says, I'm bringing you what? I'm bringing you good news, good news. That relationship that was broken is going to be mended and that dominion that you were supposed to have is coming back to you again. There's good news. There's 7 billion people that are on the planet right now. Good news for the people that were there alive, for the people that are alive today. And what are those good news? The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born. Number three, everyone needs a Savior. Everyone needs a Savior. Everybody. Everybody needs a Savior. And that's what Jesus is. And I want us to go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah 9. Verse 1 through 7. And we're going to start wrapping this thing up here this morning because 
I want you to know what you've been saved from. It says here, nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. What a blessing. If you're going through darkness right now, and if you're going through despair, I have some great news for you. Great news. News that are for all the people. What is the news? That the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. Whatever you're going through, if it's not good, let me tell you something. It's just a season. It'll come to an end. I said this last year, beginning the year. Don't make any drastic decision based on something that is temporal and that is changing. Because it will come to an end. But the decision that you make, sometimes you're going to have to stick to it. The time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. Pay attention. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice. What does the Bible say? That there will be rejoicing. Before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery. And lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod. Just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warriors and the uniform bloodstained by war will be burned. In other words, you won't need them anymore. There will be fuel for the fire. Why? For a child is born to us. And a son is given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. And he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment or the zeal of the Lord of hosts of heaven's army will make this happen. What a beautiful verse. So maybe you're here this morning in the worship team as you guys come up. I want you guys to think about this for a second because you might be going through a time of great darkness in your life right now. Things might not be going the best as they can be. Maybe you're under the oppression. It says here, you see, you might be under the oppression of slavery of some sort to some sin that keeps you bound, something that you keep on over and over and over and over dealing with this. Maybe it's something inside. Maybe it's something inside that you say, Lord, I feel like something is broken here. I feel that something is just not right. I feel that, you know, I fall into this anxiety and I, and I, I deal sometimes with this depression and nobody knows about it. I don't want to talk to anybody about it. I, I feel maybe even ashamed to share with people because I'm, I'm this person that I'm supposed to be glad and happy and I'm a Christian and I serve at church and I do all these things. But maybe there's an oppression in your heart. Heavy burden. 
You might be under some heavy burden right now that I don't know about. But you know. And your pillow knows too. Because at night you can't sleep and you move that pillow around. Has that ever happened to you? You put it one way, put it the other way, trying to look for the cool spot. There's no cool spot, man. And you have a headache and constantly drinking pills to try to come down. Why? Because there's burdens. It could be maybe financial. And you're trying to see how to make it to the end of the year, how to start off the year. Maybe your business went bad this year. I don't know. Maybe it's relational. You know, and, and you're going through a bitter divorce right now or a relationship that you had started out maybe at the beginning of the year believing that that was God's person for you now went down the, the dumps and you're like, what is this? Maybe you're going through something physical in your body, an ailment, a sickness, a disease, something that is just pushing you down all the time. Maybe it's family-oriented. Maybe it's with a parent, with a child. But constantly there's a burden over you. Well, let me tell you something. If you find yourself like that in this Christmas, I want to tell you that I have some good news for you. I have some good news the same way that the angel said, because for unto us a child is born and a son is given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to ask you to close your eyes right there where you're at. You see, as I was preparing this message and I was praying over you guys, I was praying over the services, I was praying over some of you guys that I knew would be here. I was going through this message of what the angel is saying. I'm bringing good news for all people. That there's a Savior that is being born in the city of David, of Bethlehem. And today the good news, church, to you that are there, is that that Savior is available to you. That Savior is available to you. He's not far. He's near. And His name is Jesus. And He's here today. When we were worshiping, I felt His presence in this place. He's still here. Hasn't gone anywhere. He wants to touch your life. He wants to meet you right where you're at today. And He wants to fill your soul with peace and joy. And He wants to lift any oppression that has been operating over you. He wants to encounter you right there where you are. He wants to lift off every burden and if today you are here and you say man I need that encounter with Jesus I I just need a touch from God today I want to ask you boldly right there where you're at if you need prayer because any of these things are operating over your life and you're saying Jesus I need you to lift this off from me I want to ask you right there where you're at just stand up right there where you're at just stand up Just stand up. If you need prayer this morning, dealing with heavy burdens and oppression or whatever it is, and you want that lifted off from you, you want those good news operating over you, just stand up. 
I just want to ask you to open your hands to heaven right there where you're at. And Holy Spirit is going to touch you this morning. He's going to touch you right there. Holy Spirit is going to touch you. He's going to uplift you. Some of you guys might not have opened yet your heart to Jesus. You see, He is the real reason of Christmas. That baby coming to earth and lying in a manger was here to tell you that doesn't matter the condition of your heart or your life, how dirty it might be, how many sins you've committed. If He was willing to be born in a manger 2,000 years ago, He's willing to be born in your heart today. If you would just open your heart to Him and invite Him in and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And if that's your decision today, and you're like, Pastor, I'm ready, I need to do that. I want to ask you right there with your head bowed and eyes closed, sir, make this prayer with me. And you repeat, Heavenly Father, I want to give you thanks for sending your Son, Jesus, to live a perfect life and take my place on the cross. Today, I invite Him in. I ask you that you would forgive me of all my sins and that he would give me a new start to life. Father, I give you my burdens. I give you my sins. I give you everything that I am. I surrender to you. Jesus, come and be my Lord. Not only my Savior, but be my Lord. Let me live for you and fill my heart with your presence today. In your name I pray. Amen.